Welcome everyone to Flyover Footy. We have a ex- especially, especially uh, exciting guest today. It is Kevin Kalish. She's the SLU men's soccer coach, which uh, you went on a pretty giant run last year. Kevin, how are you doing today? Thanks so much for uh, joining us. Yeah, yeah, doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I didn't bury the lead at all. I wanted to talk a lot about your your season last year and what brought us to that point. But you're gonna have to sit through me listing a bunch of amazing stats about you. So uh, St. Louisans don't Midwesterners don't typically like this, but we got to go through it. 41, 17, and 11 in four years at SLU, A10 Coach of the Year last year, undefeated in the regular season for the first time in 50 years. We all know SLU's history. That's incredible. Undefeated in A10 play since 1993, deepest tournament run since 2003, Record crowd in all of St. Louis soccer, I believe, at 6,815, and it was the most in the nation for college soccer attendance in the season. Does that all sound right, Kevin? Did I get anything wrong? Aaron, that. No, it's, that's accurate. <laughs> amazing. What an amazing season. Can you kind of just talk a little bit about it, and then we'll, we'll dive in deeper? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, no, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, just humbly, just very uh, – it, it was just like an awesome experience. Experience. I say it humbly in the sense of work from a lot of different people. Um, obviously, give the majority of the credit to the players um, of guys that, uh, you know, we, we had all the ingredients that, that I think we all look, look great leadership. We had, you know, difference makers and key spots. Uh, we had a lot of depth, a lot of quality all over the field, right? We had some, some guys that played together for, for a few few years so i think the um you know and then we and then we just our belief kept our belief tank throughout the year and and you know once you kind of get that momentum um yeah i tell tell i, I didn't think we were gonna lose i felt i felt um we were gonna we were gonna win a national title last year i thought we had great form we were healthy um so again a lot of a lot of, we had a lot of things go right um you know just you know, uh, a little bit of luck uh, from an injury side of things, but also just great is to get the right guys in the program. You know, our administration with the, with the support that they gave us. Yeah, just a lot, a very much a collective effort. So it wasn't something where you thought, oh, we might have hit on something good here. You knew what you had. Sounds like early in the season last year. Yeah, look, it, it, we had the potential to 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 have a good year. I mean, you never know. Course, um, how a team it just seemed like this group gelled very well um, from start to finish. You know, early in the season, you know, we had to really kind of get our role clarity and our identity kind of established, and then when everybody kind of had a, a very clearly defined role, um, it kind of everything kind of fell into place. You mentioned injuries being, you know, maybe part of the luck column in past seasons compared to this one. I guess it sounds like I didn't consider the fact that really no one got terribly injured throughout the season. So I guess that you can you have a a memory of other seasons going badly in that way. Yeah, obviously injuries are usually a uh, team season that I think, um, you know, we try to do a good job to make sure we don't get any soft tissue injury and stuff. with all the the data and the sports science and how far that's come, but um, you never in a situation or you know we're um, you know and then run of play and we actually only had one one 
you know, key contributor kind of miss one game. I think the majority of our top guys were healthy from start to finish. And um, like I said, like that, that's, that's more of a rare. That. I want to confess something to you that, uh, you know, I watched a decent amount of the previous season and I noticed um, improvements uh, but I cover so much soccer that I watched your preseason in a few games, and then I kind of checked in again at the tournament. And um, it was a big difference between the beginning of that season last year and the end of the season. And uh, first of all, I've lost, I've learned my lesson. I'm going to be watching every single game. You guys are such an exciting team to watch. Um, but can you talk about tactically, or maybe? as far as bringing these guys up to play the way you want to play or um, developing each other into understanding each other. Can you talk about tactically what, what happened throughout the year that you, that you grew in most? You know, I think our philosophy here is we, we don't, we don't necessarily have a set system only um, from program to program or club to club. Um, some are very system based for the system and they stick with their system and it's very system oriented. Yeah. Um, you know, much is is more the contrary. I just feel like, you know, we want to get the right people in the program first and foremost, um, and then we just build our system around our best players. Um, and you know, it took a little what, a little bit of time to figure out who are, who who we needed to build the team around mm-hmm. uh, positions for them to have a lot of success because the players are going to be the ones to make plays and win the games. This group, the core of this group, had been together for two or three years, um, and I think, you know, they've they've together. Um, they had some really tough losses where we were on the verge of winning some championships to kind of slip slip in previous two years. And I think they're very hungry, they're very motivated. And I think it, you know it all kind of, of um, you know, we got a few few extra pieces this year that kind of added, added kind of put us over the top. You talked about building around players. Can you talk about kind of some things you did to build around certain players this last season? Yeah, I think. Look, I think you know, great goalkeeper and Patrick Schulte, right? Yeah. Um, so we, you know, he's a guy that's really moved on from the program, is playing professionally at the moment. But Patrick, Patrick really grew into. Two uh, is very talented, very good. But I think you would admit. Um, you know, I think he he's you know he's, he's he wanted to you know the to you know lead a winning team, um, and I think his just presence, his his maturity, his confidence. I think you know he, just, he was just such not only is he making controlling the entire back line. So I think you know having Patrick back there obviously is is it was huge. Chase needs for a center back. So you know, we could play with two in the back because you had guys who've won. Kippy's just that's just an unbelievable competitor. And again, another great emotional leader. Chase is more, more you know, more cerebral, going to think the game, very good passer, but also a warrior as well. So, I mean, you know, Majib and Chandler last year were, were guys that could get up and down. They could, they could attack, they could defend. It made sense to play with a back four because of because of those, those guys' traits. Um, Simon and Johnny and Johnny's a guy that kind of need a little bit more freedom with, but um, again, led the nation in a sim. Was in really good form. He really got his body in a really, hmm. really good place. And I thought you saw 
from from the previous two years kind of be the person and be the player that 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 we know he could be for him. So you get a goal scorer, you got that, and then you know that you know Christian was was fantastic and here uh, in the middle, and then I think the two the two big pieces for us that maybe that we Parker and AJ Palazzolo that we didn't have in previous years that I thought AJ just brought a great winning man centrally um, and Isaiah was just a dynamic wide player that could create and score goals in addition so um, you know when you put it all together they all complemented each other really really well and, and our park we had great depth in key spots up top and um, yeah it was just it was a well-built he said just great leadership and and a guy who just really cared for their teammates um and um yeah so i think an interesting thing that um you know the the best i think the best game that you guys had last year the most exciting i don't want to say the best most exciting game for me as a as a as a fan watching was that duke game and it kind of displayed a lot of things i think we all know uh the leadership uh, mature moment that Patrick Schulte showed in that game, of course. But um, sure. I loved. You mentioned that you didn't, you don't have a set playing style, and I think that was the thing that stood out to me. Even before I, I knew you felt that way, was that we saw Duke kind of doing the same thing the entire game with very talented players. Um, but you guys seem to use different ways to a, to get at them, and and the more they went or the different energies they decided to use or the different players they decided to utilize um, or the, the more they moved players up or back, you were able to just use different ways to break them down or uh, turn the ball over or whatever it may be. Can you talk about that game? I want to get as nerdy as possible about what you perhaps brought the guys in to do and what ended up happening. I'm curious how much of that was coaching versus just their natural instinct on what to do. Um, tell me all you can about this game. I loved it. Yeah, I was, it was honestly, my, I'll agree with you in the sense it was um, the most exciting, which as well. It was just, it was just a, it was a, it was a, I was Duke's extremely talented team. I thought they were, you know, attacking team that we played all year. Their front two were very, very, very good. Um, we knew, um, you know, and, and they're just, and you're on the road, obviously in a good ACC opponent and, and a chance to go in all the days. So, you know, obviously there's a lot riding on it. I won't say that. I mean, I don't, I'll be honest when I say, um, we build around our, we, our, our team had an identity and, and, and I think each, but each year our identity can change. We do, we do have a way of playing in a, in a way of going about things, but I think it's adapt to the year i don't think we're we're as rigid in that sense but that specific game uh was tactics i really don't i think i loved it i love the claim that it was but um it was honestly guys you may think if you kind of look at look at how the game played out i mean we knew that they were going to have a little bit more of the little bit vulnerable in transitional moments and we knew that in restarts they could they could we could hurt them um, we thought we had a, a distinct advantage in a few key areas, and and then obviously we had the longest possible, um, you know. And uh, you know, games like that are often on knife's edge, down to a player too that usually makes the difference. And um, I think the maturity, the leadership, 
championship road and that match to me was maybe the, the differentiator i just felt like um especially after, after going three three late and then responding with a restart goal absolutely yeah uh, very much so. Uh, it's really cool to hear your your perspective on that one. Um, I think something that's really stood out is you're, you're listing all these players that you kind of built your team around. And and a lot of those players are St. Louis players. And we've talked about this before. It's my favorite thing about you taking over at SLU is that you're tapping the local talent. You're almost primarily tapping the local talent. Of course, you're recruiting everywhere. Um, but I love that. Can you talk about the connection? Obviously, you used to coach at, at uh, St. Louis Scott Gallagher. There's an MLS connection. Can you talk about recruiting in St. Louis and the connections that you do have and, and perhaps use in the area? Yeah, look, I, I think um, raised in, in St. Louis, uh, never left, lived here my whole life, and obviously uh, growing up and then, you know, for I play, grew up playing with Scott Gallagher. Um, and then, um, so just uh, you know, St. Louis is, is is the best city. Soccer's we've produced players for you know six six decades now, and I don't think the level is off. I think it's been very fairly consistent for the last six decades. You you're always going to have a, a you know a certain cycles that are better than others. That's normal. But when you look at it over over the the um, there's just there's just a consistency to what this market produces and based on soccer being important um and then you know it's, i always like to say um with with norwich on josh Sargent, and you know people say well you know i don't i we don't develop players i don't believe in that i think we create environments for guys to develop in hmm. the culture of st louis is what the, develops players it's 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 generational it's it's our father or mother um you know pass on their love for the game to their their dog but that's what creates great players um and players you know i would say you know create drive and and through you know they have to be ignited a bit through our culture but uh st louis is well bigger and better with st louis City being on board, um, I think the dream's even more real for most kids now to see and watch a, you know, the highest level of the game being played in this country. So um, I don't see it stop for us at SLU. You know, we want to be a, a stepping stone for for players to continue to move on to that next level. Great job of that. It's uh, extremely well said, sir. I really enjoyed that. Um, but we, when we're talking about recruiting. Uh, you obviously have uh, a big mountain to climb this year. I'm going to list a few more flattering stats for you, um, but they align with being equally a, a challenge. Uh, SLU in the MLS Super Draft, most picks in a college since uh, 2011. Um, three generation Adidas signings, Kip Keller, Isaiah Parker, Patrick Schulte, and then three more picked in the Super Draft, Simon Betcher, Chandler Vaughn, Chase Neese. Um, many, most of those we've mentioned already. Uh, so you've got a big challenge, maybe the second biggest challenge you've seen at SLU since you took over, at least you have some ground to not have to make up that since you've been there, but a lot of players, uh, to make up for a lot of talent and, and holes to fill in. How's that going for you this off season? Yeah, it's going great. I didn't really, we, I enjoy, I enjoy these challenges. I think our staff does as well. It's kind of, 
Uh, you know, I think it's, you know, and foremost, it's it's about it's about our culture. It's about um, it's about just about how we live, how we act, how we do things amongst our team and uh, in our program. And I think we have a we've been able to recruit the right guys. Uh, obviously, um, it was awesome to see all those guys have the opportunity to move on and, and sign. Um, you know, in touch with all those guys consistently, they're all doing very well. But I think it's, it gives another, you know, group of guys the opportunity to kind of fill in roles. And by no means is it easy, you know, I don't think that we're going to, you know, have the same level of success, uh, you know, from this last year. But, um, you know, we pride ourselves on having the same goals each and every year. You know, we had a lot of guys even this spring who stepped up and, and did extremely well. And I think um, – players to step in and, and and show what they're made of but i think we got a lot we had a really deep group last year so some of the guys that maybe played are going to step in and play more primary roles and i think our recruiting class was fantastic good mix of transfers just some also some younger guys that can step in so it's a new project but but you know with a new group of guys an exciting challenge that uh, we all embrace here yeah, I'm looking at the list of um, the players that you've recruited or this uh, recruiting class, I suppose. Um, of course, some Scott Gallagher people in there, St. Louis City. Carson Gibbs was a, a nice pull I saw. And, um, you know, we, you mentioned AJ Polizzolo being like a really vital transfer last year. Can you talk about this recruiting class? Maybe some some highlights for those of us that don't know or, I, you know, if perhaps if I didn't study well enough for this interview, maybe you can give us some uh, some information on who you brought in. Yeah, so, so um, like I said, it's a good mixture. You know, we have five transfers that came in along with nine. Um, so I feel like we got a really core freshman group that, that um, you know, whether it will be, we're assuming they'll be a four-year guys that can go and, and again, establish themselves inside the program. And, and, there. Um, and then we got five transfers. You know, most of them are, are – one-year graduate school um four of them are goalkeeper carlos tofern and um abordo suarez who's list um this year um we have uh uh enzo Akoye, female ivy player um and so um i think um you know it's it's a it's a good it's a good mix and more importantly for us we get they're good guys they're guys that fit what we look for when we look for players um they're self you know they're here for the right reasons they you know they want to continue their education um they value education graduate degree um and so it's like you know it, it made sense to bring a lot of these guys in because we needed more depth in certain spots but also because we felt like they, they were kind of torn from the same cat in the program so I think there's obviously going to be a, a, a transitional period early that we have to kind of gel, kind of establish a little bit more role clarity amongst the group and figure out which guys uh, are going to win spots. But um, I think I think overall we got the right guys. It's just going to take a little bit of work to kind of figure out. Yeah, I was able to ask John Hackworth about him, uh, you know, Carson Gibbs coming to you. And, and often the way I phrased it to him was, Often you are disappointed when you see a kid go from an amateur contract 
to lose them to college if perhaps there's a possibility to keep them in your academy or move them on to the MLS Next Pro team. Um, And in this case, it's nice to see him staying close to home. Obviously, he answered saying that, you know, Kevin and I keep in pretty good contact. So I'm sure I'd like you to just maybe talk about that situation and maybe talk about uh, some of the benefits of having an MLS team in your town now. I think, it, look, every one of these guys, their aspirations are to are to, are to play in Centene Stadium off to across the country, right? I think they're all aspiring young players. They all value educations, and I think, but at the end of the day, they also want to be professionals, and they, our job is to help prepare them for that. And and whether they leave it early or whether they stay four years, some guys are late developers, um, and. So so a guy like Carson, who you know is, is a local guy that uh, had has some really good success last fall playing for City. It's like, yeah, we see a huge upside in Carson, and you know, I, I talked to, to John and a lot of those guys, and in, in, in terms of like, look, at the end of the day, our, our, we kind of view it as our job to develop, hopefully to kind of circle back and, and play for City again, whether it be you know in the summer or and or hopefully signs a professional deal with them i think that's that's the that's the part of it right and so pathways players can take in order to be professional and then have long careers and you know look at all across mls a lot of the players that are doing extremely well right now across the board time um and i think there's just so many life lessons and the character development piece and just outside of just the game that you 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 um you acquire through the college experience undervalued um but i think it's so essential to being a professional um and so i think like cj coppola from minnesota united is in a similar boat mm-hmm. or a guy like um thomas dovidaitis um have have been in, in in with mls clubs or in this world uh grady easton as well with with fc Dallas. um it's exciting, and, and even a guy like Mateo Boasso, who, who's a local guy, played with St. Louis Scott Gallagher, has got a big yeah. I think again, we just kind of you know, put them in our environment, and then just let them grow, and and, and just help them along. I like that. I like that. A lot of these things, that's a nice recurring theme that I keep hearing you talk about. And I I like that's something that we can kind of put on some glasses and be able to watch happen. um, Now that you've mentioned that that's kind of one way you go about things. Um, You mentioned earlier that you keep in contact with some of the MLS uh, super draftees. Um, Could you talk about kind of what those guys are up to or maybe the ones you talk to the most and. And, um, you know, it's it's been fun to follow those guys. We follow them very closely, but perhaps you can kind of give us an update on all of them. We, you know, again, the ones that we watch regularly are Kip Keller, Isaiah Parker, Patrick Schulte, Simon Betcher just got a goal the other day in MLS proper, yeah, which huh? is amazing, right? Fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I was really happy for Simon. He's, you know, he's, he works like a professional. Like he's, is you know, just his off the field habits are quite good, you know, and, I would even in terms of like just managing through adversity, staying positive, staying consistent, you know, just fighting through some of the, some of the minor road, you know, hurdles or roadblocks that make which every player does as a young professional. Right. And so, you know, I, I was really, really happy for him to made the most of it. And it's kind of like, 
that's a good, you know, on to the next step. And Patrick's doing well. He's playing with, sec, you know, in the MLS next pro environment. So they're getting majority of their minutes with the second teams. Now, Kipson does not have a second team. But he's, you know, he's played a handful of games and started early on until he got injured. And they're all, they're all doing well. Um, they're all kind of just finding their way. Uh, like every young professional, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to figure it out. Just like our younger guys, when they come in the slew, are trying to figure it out. Period. That's just normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you, things have to settle a bit, and until you're going to see the best, the best. Same thing with like a Jeff Sargent. I was talking about this yesterday. Once he gets settled in at Norwich, I think he's going to he's going to do great. It does take a while hmm. to settle in a new environment. Yeah, I love that. Um, and that fight, that fight that we saw at Duke, and a lot of even even just like a ten games you've mentioned are, can be such a grind as well. Um, that you know, it's that kind of fight can be useful in their in their careers going pro, where it gets pretty. Pretty cutthroat. Um, but, yeah, you mentioned Josh Sargent. I thought about asking about him. Clearly, you follow him pretty well. Um, having to play out wide, I'm, I'm sure that's a little difficult for you to watch. But, you know, he's, he's making yeah. the best of, of his environment and, and trying hard and facing challenges of his own, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a new father and, and uh, yeah. all the off-the-field stuff, right? Everybody just thinks about his performance. But, but they go hand-in-hand hand and they go when – yeah, probably when you're in balance and your life is good, I think you're going to be playing at your best. And um, yeah, Josh will be fine. He's he's, he's a fighter. Um, you know, he's a great teammate. So he'll do whatever the team asks of him. Um, I think the best is yet to come. Um, but, um, he scored a goal. He scored a, a pen, I guess, what yesterday. So that was good. Mm-hmm. It's his mojo going. So yeah, no, I think all these guys are just great guys. I've, I've enjoyed kind of. Um, and Josh and, and you know Chase and all these guys I've, I've known since they've been very young. So reliving their dreams or living their dreams, it's um, it's cool. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's let's kind of wrap up with what is to come in the near future. We talked about the recruiting class. You have a friendly coming up with uh, Missouri State, which has been uh, an exciting team. Um, more exciting now that we know the quality of some of these players going on to play pro with um, the MLS Next Pro team in town. Uh, yeah, so maybe yeah. talk about that and, and your regular season games coming in after that. Yeah, so we'll, we're going to head down to Missouri State. State. I mean, I mean, this is a great job always with 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 those guys. I mean, they've been very very good the last. You know, they've been consistent. Like, always know what we're gonna get. Um, it's a really good in state in state rival game, so to speak. And they'll be very organized, and um, you know, you're seeing a lot of success even now with guys that that can Josh Dolan. So really really good program that'll that'll continue to do well. So that'll be a good a good first test and then we come home and play nebraska omaha um again they just got a new coach and uh really well last year so i think those would be very good tests for us two different types of teams two different stuff and you know in a, you know we're still trying to f- figure ourselves out a bit so i think um good over the next two weeks and then um and then we start the season at louisville so i mean really if you think about it the majority of our schedule is just flipped this year so most of these contracts are home and homes so you know we started um you know we have home at lipscomb and then we go at creighton so um a very tough first 
yeah, yeah, we're excited for the challenge. You know, we're going to embrace it and just kind of really worry about getting better each day, see, see, uh, see how far we can take it. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not going to make the same mistake I made this last year. I'm going to watch the beginning and I'm going to keep watching and take note of these improvements instead of catching the, the sudden change from the beginning to the end of the season. It was, it was incredible what you were able to pull off. Um, any, any other thoughts before we go? There's a lot going on in St. Louis soccer. So it, it is. It's awesome. I mean, you can feel the, you can feel the energy across the board and mm-hmm. you know, it's great position as well. And uh, it was both, both programs and Herman's going to be rocking this year. So everybody down to Herman. Um, yeah, it should be, it should be a fun environment again. And, and they obviously in the city, right? Be a soccer player and a soccer fan in, in, uh, in St. Louis. Absolutely. Well, Coach, thank you for joining me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, and I want to definitely catch up to you when you make the tournament, let's say. (laughs) That sounds like a plan. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Thank you. Bye-bye.